Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarudda' Ashadu an la ilaha illa Allahu wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh Al-Nasihul Amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasika bisunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'd Alhamdulillah ala ni'mat al-Islam wa sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward the organizers of tonight's sitting. May Allah ta'ala reward the host, reward the guest, and reward everyone who listens to this address. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us this opportunity to speak about this tremendous topic. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as we have heard, he mentioned in answering the question in which he posed to Mu'adh, of which Mu'adh responded by saying, Allahu wa Rasuluhu a'lam, that Allah and His Messenger know best. The Prophet sallallahu wasallam, he explained what is the right of Allah. In his statement sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, فَإِنَّ حَقُّ اللَّهِ العباد أن يعبدوه ولا يشركوا به شيئا and that verily the right of Allah upon the slaves is that they worship him and they do not associate anything whatsoever with him as a partner this is tremendous and this is the greatest of the rights and this is the greatest obligation there is no obligation that is greater than this obligation. As this is the reason that we have been created. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in His noble book, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I did not create the jinn nor the mankind except for them to worship me. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I did not create the jinn or the mankind except for them to worship me. أَيْ يَعْبُدُونِي That they worship Allah and they worship Allah alone. This is the purpose by, way, by which we were created. So, بِلَا شَكْ وَبِلَا رَيْبْ There is no obligation that is greater than this obligation. This is the greatest obligation upon humanity. And this is the first thing that they are to know. This is the first thing that they are to, to study and to have deep understanding of. And this is that in which they must implement and they must establish it. This is the beginning of the affair, the middle of the affair, and the end of the affair. This affair, Bila Shaku Bila Raib, is that which it requires it be taught and it requires that it be reminded of, that people are reminded of it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in reminding mankind and not leaving them alone on their own to try to figure it out. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he sent in succession anbiya wa rusul, prophets and messengers. Each of them calling their people to worship Allah alone and to stay away from the worship of the idols. Allah ta'ala, he informs us of this inside of his noble book. 
Allah Ta'ala, he says, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةَ الرَّسُولَ أَنِعْبُضُ اللَّهَ وَاشْتَنِبُ الطَّاغُوتِ And we've sent to every nation a messenger proclaiming, worship Allah alone and stay away from the idols. Stay away from the idols. This, it shows us the detail of their message. And this is a point, bithnilahi ta'ala, we're going to come back to. But they call their people to one, worship Allah and Allah alone. This is every prophet and messenger. And then they call their people to stay away from the idols. Not just don't worship the idols, but stay completely away from the idols. Anything that will lead to their worship, anything that is connected to their worship, whether it is something that is close or something that is remote, to stay away from it. Stay away from all roads and all paths that lead to the worship of other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is not established except for the great detail. And the fact that they and the fact that they told their people to stay away from the idols is a stronger way of prohibiting something. Is more strong and is stronger than saying don't do something. But no, stay away from it. Because if you're far from it, then it'll you will be it'll be impossible for you to do it. This is what every prophet and messenger called to. So this affair of establishing the right of Allah. And that is to worship him and him alone and to negate worship from other than him. This is the purpose that we were created. One, this was the mission of every single prophet and messenger. Two, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in his noble book, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّا And your Lord has decreed has commanded that nothing be worshipped except but him that nothing is worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is because Allah is the truth and in this we see the meaning of the kalima of la ilaha illallah a la ma'buda bihaqqin illallah that nothing has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. And what is the proof and the evidence of this? Is the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is because Allah, He is the truth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one that is worshipped in truth. And verily everything that is worshipped other than Allah, that it is done so in falsehood. It is done so erroneously. It is done so falsely. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He also tells us in His noble book, Worship Allah alone and stay away from, or worship Allah alone and do not worship other than Him. Worship Allah alone and do not commit shirk. Do not associate partners with Allah in worship. Now when we look at this, we see the consistency of the kitab in the sunnah. Because the Prophet ﷺ in explaining to Mu'ad and thus to the ummah, what is the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The Prophet ﷺ, he said, أَنْ يَعْبُدُوهُ 
وَلَا يُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا That they worship him and they do not associate anything whatsoever with him as a partner. Now when we look at this construction and we reflect on the, the wording of this construction, there is in it tremendous benefit for those who ponder. And in this, there is, and it shows us, the superiority of one learning and studying and seeking knowledge. It shows us the superiority and the benefit of learning Arabic language. And this is something that in this day and age where much time is wasted, that we could truly benefit from bithnilahi ta'ala. Because when we look at this construction, as the ulama, they mention, that in Allah Ta'ala's statement, وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا And do not associate anything whatsoever with him as a partner. فَإِنَّ لَا هُنَا نَاهِيَ The la that is mentioned here, then this is a la that is prohibitive. It prohibits something. Naam. وَمِنَ الْمُتَقَرِّرِ فِي الْعِلْمِ الْأُصُولِ أَنَّ النَّهِي كَالنَّفِي And what is well known and well repeated inside of the knowledge of the fundamental principles يعني الفقه أصول الفقه is that the prohibition the la that is prohibitive that it is like the la that comes and it negates it negates something إِذَا تَسَلَّطَ that when it comes upon a word that is indefinite, when it comes upon a word that is indefinite, in this case, shay'an, this word is indefinite, as is indicated by the tanween. Shay'an is indefinite. What we understand from this construction, فَإِنَّهُ يُفِيدُ الْعُمُومِ Then we understand from it and we benefit from it a generalization meaning and do not associate anything whatsoever as a partner with Allah anything whether it's an angel whether it's a prophet or a messenger whether it's a rock whether it's a stone whether it's a celestial body be it the sun the moon the stars whatever the case may be do not give anything from worship to anyone else or anything else whatsoever everything is included in that and thus we see in that again the repeating of the meaning of la ilaha illallah la ma'buda bihaqqin there is nothing that has the right to be worshipped nothing whatsoever whether it's a prophet whether it's an angel whether it's a rock, whether it's a stone, whether it's a tree, whether it's you, whether it's me, nothing deserves worship. The only one that deserves worship, illallah, except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? This is because Allah, He is the truth, and that which is called upon other than Him, then verily it is, in, it is undoubtedly false. Its worship is erroneous, is wrong, 
It's not right in any which way, shape, nor form. When we look at this, a benefit that we get from it is that the da'wah of the prophets and the messengers, that it is a da'wah that is detailed. It is not a da'wah that is general. It is not a da'wah that comes with just massive generalities. But rather it is a da'wah, it is a call that is detailed. And the ulama, they mention that this is one of the takeaways from the likes of these texts. And that this, it shows us and is an example to us as to how we are to call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It has to be detailed. And without details, people are not going to understand. If we will go to people with generalities and we will say to them, for example, worship Allah, Allah, you will find that Ermuman, the Jews and the Christians, generally, typically, the Jews and the Christians, they will agree with us. If we went to them and we said, worship Allah, they will agree with us. Naam? Every Christian, they will say, yes, you're right. If you went to them, a person said unto them, worship God. They will say, yes, you're right. We agree with you. You have to be a monotheist. They will say, yes, you're right. We agree with you because they consider themselves and they deem themselves as being monothe monotheist. But when you bring the details to these Jews and these Christians and you say unto them, worship Allah alone and do not associate anything whatsoever with him as a partner. Worship Allah, do not worship other than him. Make dua to Allah. Do not make dua to other than Allah. Worship Allah and supplicate unto Allah and do not supplicate to other than Allah. Do not supplicate to Maryam. Do not supplicate to the apostles. Do not supplicate to Isa. Only supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not pray to the saints. Do not pray to Maryam. But do not pray to Isa. But pray to Allah and Allah alone. Then you will find the Jews or then you will find the Christians particularly. They will say, well, we don't, we don't know about this. This is where we, this is where we disagree. Why? Because you brought the details. Whereas if it was left general, worship Allah, they say, yes, we agree. Be upon Tawheed, yes, we agree. Any person that comes with a call that is extremely, grossly, and intentionally, and habitually general, then this is a person who is a cheat to the people and a person who is not treading the path of the Anbiya and the Rusul. Because the path of the Anbiya and the Rusul was very specific. Worship Allah alone. Do not worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So thus, when the details come, you will find then this will be the separation. This is where the Jews and the Christians will say, no, 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 no. Now we disagree with you. When the details came and the, the, the pagans of Mecca, when they were called to la ilaha illallah, they understood exactly what was intended. Worship Allah alone and do not worship anything else. Do not give worship to Allah. Do not give worship to Urza, so on and so forth. Then they said, okay, no, no, we don't agree with this. Why? Because they wanted to make shirk. The kalima, it was clear. The details, it was clear. What was known was clear. Worship Allah alone. Do not worship anything else. Because this is the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? This is because Allah, He is the truth.
So the right and the greatest of the rights that have to be established, that it is the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whoever establishes the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only by establishing this, then all other rights will fall into place. But if a person is negligent about the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you will find that typically they will be negligent about every other right subsequently. Now, that they will be negligent about the right subsequently. And even those rights in which it could be arguably said that they are not negligent in, what matter does it what yani what does it matter anyway if they are negligent about the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So the person who is kind to human beings and gives and extends to human beings their right but does not give Allah his right, then what worth is that individual and in what they have done? It will result in nothing, it will result in their loss if they are not establishing the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the one who establishes the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who establishes that in which they were created for the one who establishes the call of the prophets and the messengers that detailed call then a person who does this as the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he goes on to explain and the right of these slaves that they have that Allah has given them is that what is that he will not punish those who have not associated anything with him as a partner in worship. Allah will not punish them. As the ulama they mentioned from them, Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, and others from the ulama they mentioned, that this right, this is a right that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he made it obligatory upon himself. Allah ta'ala awjabahu ala nafsih. He made it obligatory upon himself that those who do not associate anything with him as a partner, then Allah Ta'ala, he will not punish them. That Allah Ta'ala, he will not punish them. So by establishing the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this lies our success. This is the beginning, the middle and the end of the equation of success for the ones who are successful is that they worship Allah and they worship Allah alone, that they establish the right in which they were created for, uh, they that they establish the call, the prophets and the messengers, that they worship Allah and they worship Allah alone, they implement the tawheed. For those who do this, then these are those who will not be punished. These are those who will escape punishment. These are those who they will not go to hell forever if they have to go there to be cleansed from their sins, but rather they will come out and they will go to the Jannah. These are those who ultimately are those who are successful. These are those who are truly successful. And anything shy of this, then it is nothing but loss and it will result in nothing but loss. So those who benefit by doing that which we are supposed to do is who? It's us. We are the ones who benefit by doing that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to do. So it is incumbent that we spend much time learning what is it to hate so that we may implement it and that we spend much time learning what is a shirk so that we may stay away from it, so that we may avoid it, so that we may escape the traps and that we may escape falling into it. Hada fa natafi bihada al qadar wa sallam ala nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa jazakum allahu khayran.